Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I'm my chip ups, man. I got this, yeah. We're back, ladies and gents, ankle pickers of all shapes and sizes. Got another dot five episode for you here. Coming, recording. What are we? Monday afternoon, evening. Coming off of UFC 261, which saw three title fights: Usman's retained belt over Masvidal, Rose picking up a belt from Wang Zeli, and what am I missing? Uh, Valentina. 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 The, the dirty old cruiser. Dominantly TKO. That was a fun one. We had some real action on, especially the main card there. That was that was a fun one, and uh, we're definitely looking forward to another fun one this week. We've got a fight night card back in Vegas. We were just talking before we hit record on this bad boy, but uh, pretty excited for this card, especially for one that's uh, you know following a pay per view event. They don't always stack them like this, but this one looks pretty good. We're excited for it. I've got the usual suspects with me, DK in my top left and my bottom right today, and then Reese rocking one screen in the bottom left. How are we doing? Good. My stuff actually works, so I'm happy. I'm satisfied. We got a little delayed recording here because Dr. Dan lives in a McDonald's or something. Crappy Wi-Fi over there. So for the audio problems for all those listeners out there, Danny is, is, might as well be a calling-in guest today got double the screens because I'm double as important. I deserve double the love. Speaking of double, Danny's down two on the season. 6-4 Reese with the lead, so he's going to kick things off this week. The first fight on the main card, we've got a bantamweight bout. Marab Devalashvili and Cody Stamen. Reese, go ahead. See, this is like unbelievable matchmaking out of the UFC here because there's a lot of guys in that 135-pound division that would be a significantly better matchup for Marab here. I mean, it's all, it's all about matching up Marab. As good as Cody Stamen is, it's, Marab's just the guy that he did have a couple – he had a controversial split decision, then a fluky little – not fluky, but he got tapped at the buzzer by – Ricky Simone, but he's he's obviously the guy to beat in this one, so he's definitely going to be the favorite. I'd be shocked if there was a one in front of it, and I know people listening are going to be like, wow, even with Cody Cody Stamen. Yes, even with Cody Stamen, I think if there's a one in front of this, the, I think too many people just absolutely hammer Marab. I, I think this isn't a bet, though. I think Cody Stamen, with his wrestling background, and he's no slouch himself, Plus, his, his face high-level competition. It's not like a new wrestler coming to the support in the sport. So he's, you know, he's he's worked all of uh, his skills together. So I think Marab's gonna be minus like two, uh, two ten, for Marab. What do you think, Dan? How does that sound? I like your number. Uh, for me, I, I just think that. Marab has become one of those names that carries value, and he hasn't been under 200, like you said, since before the pandemic, forever. Yeah, I seem a little even higher. I'm going to go uh, – I see him in the threes, the fours. I think he's even been in the fives. He's a crazy guy. 
Uh, no, I, I think you're kind of near it. I, but I, I'm going to go 230. 230? Okay. This one opened in the beginning of April. Marab minus 140. It has shot up since then. Minus 240 currently sitting. Yeah. Rob. DK is going to pick up first points in the bantamweight bout. We have a second fight on the main card, a middleweight bout. Sean Strickland and Christoph Jotko. DK. Christoph Jotko. Sean Strickland. We recently saw we recently saw Sean Strickland um in a really fun fight, was it versus He dismantled our boy Brandon Allen. Oh right, exactly. Dismantled him. Yeah, that was a great performance. Not so much of a fun fight for us. No, it was not. But I have to imagine that he's got a little, a, a pretty decent amount of momentum going off that, and that's that's not to take away from Christoph Jocko. He's on a three-fight win streak on his own right, but before that, he's got losses to the likes of Uriah Hall and Brad Tavares. I see these guys on different trajectories in terms of where they are in the division. Uh, I'm gonna see. Sean Strickland, probably right around minus 200. I'm going to steal your line from last time, 210. 210. I mean, God, talk about a damn good line. I mean, so Joku's – these guys have similar records but very different stories. So one of Joku's losses, one that I actually lost on, we weren't doing the podcast back then, is back a while ago. He lost to Uriah Hall, believe it or not. and. He had like a 10-8 dominant first round. Uriah Hall was quitting on the stool, and he got knocked out. He lost, and, and that was part of his skit. He lost to Brad Tavares, and he also lost to David Branch. And so if you, you realize that those haven't aged as well as maybe at the time, like losing to David Branch, okay, whatever. You know, losing to Uriah Hall back in 2017, that's a different Uriah Hall. But he, he stayed in the UFC and he's, he's amounted a little bit of wins. Strickland, on the other hand, got into a motorcycle accident. For those who don't know, put his career in jeopardy for a little while. But he's still 30 years old. I mean, that's like prime UFC. And after that, he was a favorite against Brendan Allen, which shook Danny and I. Ankle locked it. Lived to regret it. And so, I mean, his three losses, one's to Kamaru Usman's, one's to Zaleski, and one's to... 2015 Ponzinibbio. I think that this is Sean Strickland's fight to lose. I think Danny's right on the mark with 200. I'm going to pick over and under. I'm going to go over 210. I think it's going to be closer to like 240, 250, 240. Let's do 245. Let's split the gap. Well, it's good that you didn't go 250 because otherwise we would have needed the buzzer for being dead on. Minus 250 Sean Strickland after opening at minus 200. Oh, Danny, you got the open right, but and honestly, I'm just throwing Move. this out there at 250. If someone told me I'm putting that in a parlay, I'm like, I'm fine with that. Like, I really am. I think Strickland's gonna have not an easy time with this fight. I mean, it's two highly trained men, but I think this is gonna be an easier outing than say Brendan Allen that he dismantled Brown, dismantled Brendan Allen. Moving up the card, light heavyweight bout, Dustin Jacoby and Ian Kutalaba. Reese, kick things off. Hmm. Hmm. Now, this one's ex- exceptionally, not hard, but this one's weird because Kutalaba is like the guy that I was excited for as a prospect. 
And then he just got his, his shit wrecked by our boy, um, Uncle I, a bunch of times over and over again. I think twice or three times now. So he's kind of bit twice. So he's kind of been, uh, I guess, pigeonholed for the last year or two with this Uncle I trilogy. But I hope those, fir- those first-round KOs haven't damaged his career too much, haven't damaged his chin too much. I know he beat Khalil Roundtree, which is a great, great win. Um, I, so I like Kutalaba. I think that he's more than capable of being a favorite in, in a lot of instances. The question is, is, is this Dustin Jacoby? And he's a guy who I've bet in the past. I know Danny's also bet in the past. He's, he hasn't faced the level of competition that I would like to face a Kutalaba, but he's a phenomenal kickboxer. And stylistically, I think that if, if Kutalaba was going to get cracked, it would be similar to, it would be a guy like Dustin Jacoby. So this one is, this one I don't know how to feel. I really don't. I'm really intrigued to see where Danny's at on this. I, I, I really have no clue. So for that reason, I think just because Jacoby has had such a lengthy kickboxing career, I'm going to say that maybe that the, the MMA aspect of Kutalaba and the notable win over Roundtree and some higher profile fl- fights might make him a, a, a decent favorite here. I'll go Kutalaba minus 160. But I, I worry at that price just, just because I, I do know that after getting cracked by Uncle Iev twice, this D- Dustin Jacoby is an interesting matchup. I think Sean Shelby, I'm just going to get this out there before Danny goes, on point with these matches here. Because I think that Marab is a, is a good matchup. I think that this fight right here is a really good matchup, is stylistically speaking. Um, and I think even the Stri- even though I think Strickland is a, is a more talented fighter, I think even as far as the matchup goes for making a good fight, that one falls right in line as well. Yeah, I think you described it perfectly. And then, and then I think you inflated your line a little bit, honestly. I have it Kudalaba minus 140. Mm-hmm. Um and I wanted to even say minus one thirty-five, thirty, uh, exact for the exact same reason you said. It's it's tough to trust a guy who's been finished, and I want to say, I think three of his last four fights, um, and, and he's a guy that really goes all out in the first maybe thirty seconds of every fight he's ever been in. And if he doesn't get that finish, it's kind of done. And, and the guy with the kickboxing experience and the caliber of Dustin Jacoby, it, it's a bad matchup for him, honestly. And I do think that he sh- should be favored. But I don't see him being able to run through Dustin Jacoby. But like, Not run through, but like I don't think there should be a two. But I just think Justin Ledette and, and Maxim Grisham is a very different type of of resume coming off the contender series than Ankali of twice Roundtree to share off um, anti Gulov. I mean, like Jared Cannonier. I mean, this guy's face absolute killers. Misha Circle. I mean, but you're forgetting, you're forgetting kickboxing fights versus Alex Pereira, uh, Bellator fights versus Muhammad Lawal. Uh, I mean, I mean, this guy, this guy's been around the block before. He's not no, going right. to be put out by the naked left hand. No, I agree. I, I'm more worried about seeing where this goes if the mat gets involved. But he's been fighting forever, uh, Dawson Jacoby. It's just 
his MMA career hasn't flourished like you might like because of all the kickboxing matches that that have been mixed in. But all right, I, let, let, read and weep, Kobe. Let's hear it. Dan's dancing all over it. It opened minus 140. It's sitting minus 130. Kutalaba. Okay. Literally, I think he said both those numbers. Poha. That's a Poha worthy. That's a Poha worthy. 2-1 DK. Featherweight bout is the co-main. We got Giga Chikadze and Cub Swanson. DK, your turn to take things away. All right. Giga, Giga Chikadze, Cub Swanson. This is one I'm excited for as a Cub fan, and I'm also dreading as a Cub fan. Uh, Cub is 37 years old. He has fought absolutely anyone and everyone at 135 and has had an awesome career. But this is just a bad matchup for him, I think. He he, he just got an awesome knockout versus Daniel Pineda that I think we were all, all over, or at least I was. But I don't think that that should catapult him into this Giga fight. It feels like Giga is being fed in just an old legend to knock out. I don't see any reason why there's not a two in front of this. I'm going to go Giga minus 235. 230. Hmm. See, I think that kind of makes me rethink mine, honestly. This is where being like a long, and I know Dan has been a, a long time watcher too, but it's like, God, when you when you watch Cub and you've seen Cub all these years, I know he's been struggling terribly as of recent. But like, Giga's a very lengthy, one dimensional type. Wants to stand and kickbox with you, which I respect. I mean, he's he's a great fighter in his own right. I just think that. This is one where I just feel like experience and just this one's really tough. I, I just I would be shocked. I'll be honest. I'll be shocked if there's a two in front of it. I oh, I was closer to 150. I'm gonna go up because I don't want to look like a fool. I'm gonna say one. One ninety, I guess. I I, for for Giga, I think, but I would bet that. I think I don't want to bet Cub because Cub has been hasn't looked like Cub, but Cub still is has the foundation. So it's like I wouldn't bet this fight regardless. I guess uh, I guess I'll just lock in one ninety. I would be shocked if there's a two, but I'm not confident one fifty anymore. One eighty five. You guys have been thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, you Dan. You stole that. Thanks, you Dan. You stole that from me. <laughs> Wait, I feel if like I, I said taken one, out of my back pocket. If I said 150, who gets the point, Cobe? You still would have gotten it. 35. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, who cares? Okay, okay. Two two. Coming down to I, I was I came in with 150, like seriously. And then Dan scared me. I'm like, am I about to look like a chump when Giga is minus 350? So I I bumped her up. Okay. I think I might bet 185, you said. Cub hasn't been Cub, but like ready. If it hits this mat, Dan, you're burning your money on fire. And you know it. <laughs> you At least you'd hope. I guess you don't actually know. Well, we've got a 2-2 battle here coming into the main event of the evening. Light heavyweight bout. 
Dominic Reyes and Yuri Prohaska. Reese, kick things off for us. Break this time. Uh, I might defer and do a 110 each way. This match is going to be razor thin. I mean, I think Dominic Reyes has lost steam, but he's also the Dominic Reyes that a lot of people believe beat John Jones that night, me included. Eh, I don't know me included, but I'm not getting bogged. I'm not getting bogged down there. Um, I just don't know if people know Yuri as well as they should, but he's phenomenal. Phenomenal. I mean, we're talking an absolute killer. And I, oh, God. These are tough. I'm just going to throw that out there. These are tough. But, like, coming off, like, a a decisive knockout against Volkov uh, or Vulcan, it's just the problem with me is you got a guy who was fighting on the Russian circuit, just absolutely murdering people, comes to UFC, beats Vulcan Ozdemir, okay? And, and Vulcan's a guy that has fought for the title recently and contends for the title. And then you got the guy like Dominic Reyes, who's, you know, been here a, a little longer in the UFC, but it's like Jared Cannonier, OVC Peru, also Vulcan, much closer fight there, but has dropped two straight, even though a lot of people would be like, yeah, John Jones. And then the Jan Blahovich loss didn't age as poorly as everyone. You know what I mean? He's, he's the guy, but he looked like shit that night. I'm, I don't. I honestly don't know. One ten each way. Sorry, Dan. I'm a dick. No, I, I respect it, and I actually think you're doing me a favor. And, I have and no idea. It, it's not so much that I disagree with anything you said. I actually agree with most of it. But if I'm sitting back, and I don't know the hype around these guys, and the hype around me thinking that Dominic beat John Jones. I'm looking at one guy on an 11-fight win streak and one guy on a two-fight losing streak. And Vegas yeah, is going to favor but, Yuri for Hazga. But that's a very different – a two-fight losing streak to the best fighter of all time and the current lightweight, light heavyweight champion is much different than an 11-fight winning streak in Rise. Much but, different. But then, if, but then if you want to even look different, the, the, the road that he took to get the John Jones fight is knocking out a Chris Weidman up a weight class. We know how I feel about that guy. Vulcan no, Ozdemir split decision. OSP. Cannoneer in the wrong weight class. I mean, like, what real wins does this guy have that are resume builders? It's less I'm going to go. I, the reason I said you gave me a gift is because I'm down to I need a win. I'm going to price is right here. Price is right here. Price is right you here with minus 120. Because I just think that the guy for Prohaska, for Prohaska, because the guy on the eleven fight win streak is going to be favored over the guy on the two fight losing streak. I would have said it. I would have said it the other way. Anyways, I'm happy taking Dom Dom Reyes going into the final. Let's hear it, Kobe. Rip it off like a band aid. Minus one thirty. Opened minus one thirty. Same should be me. Prohaska. Bang. Poha. Seems sauce. Seems sauce. So I want to talk. I'm coming for more. next. One he's UFC he's fight. And... In half. Fuck. I will say. I will not be dancing around those numbers today. The winning side of the, of these lines 
I mean, no one was even more than 10 points off. Is that, is that crazy? 10, 5, 10, 5, 10. Wow. I mean, practice makes perfect. We sit in here, iron out the brain week in and week out. pays off. Look at that. Well, it's almost like if, if we keep our nose to the grindstone more and more, we might become professional in a couple of weeks. Seriously. The thing that shocks me more than anything else, though, <laughs> yeah, Dan, hint, hint. the thing that shocks me more than anything else, though, is how first season Danny and I were just giving them back and forth. And this season's the same thing. I, I'm shocked that no one's been able to run away with it. That's what kind of like always gets me. I don't know. It's crazy. It's almost like it's scripted. It's not. I swear. This is the war of attrition. No one's this until December. That's the name of the game, baby. With that, we will come back at you with our regularly scheduled programming later in the week. I will not be pohawing. For everyone wondering why, I'm not on laws, people. No, nothing to celebrate here. All right, DK, close us out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.